Well, good morning, my friends. I'm taping this uh, podcast 264 for Wednesday, April 14th. We're in this mini-series on the cross. Um, We've looked at uh, the person of the cross, Jesus Christ, the power of the cross. And uh, and today I want to look at the purpose of the cross. There wasn't just one purpose, but really the purposes of the cross. And uh, we want to go back to our main scripture in Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. But far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. This scripture has really been on my heart and my mind as I read it and started to read uh, um book by Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones called The Cross. And this is a series of messages in this book on this particular scripture. And I had to to take to heart and really evaluate, is the world crucified to me and I to the world? Not that I would separate myself from the world, but from the, the, the pleasures of the flesh and the pleasures of the world that all the world has to offer, you know, the lust of the eyes, the you know, the pride of life, all of those things that are really to please the flesh and to keep me really truthfully away from spiritual things. And so had to look here at the cross. The person of the cross is Jesus Christ, obviously. The power of the cross is is the fact that it was a stumbling block to to those who who rejected it, but it was a foundation stone to those who would build their lives upon it, the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as we look at this third uh, purpose of the cross, it was really to establish who we would be. We, meaning Gentiles and Jews, brought together under the same umbrella, into the same body. And so Jesus dies to create this brand new uh, never-before institution called the church um, with brand new um, belief system, a belief no longer in um, in the works of the flesh or even works, spiritual works, to, to, to get ourselves into um, God's blessing or God's righteousness because that was never possible, because man could never achieve that. And that was why there was yearly sacrifices and even daily sacrifices. But Jesus died to be the once and for all sacrifice. He came to give his life uh, as a ransom for many. The scripture said not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, Mark tells us. Um, In Galatians chapter four, uh, Paul teaching here, and again, now he's teaching to the Galatians. It's an occasion. It's a letter to a group of people, the Galatians. Um, and um, but we can also uh, gain from this and and uh, and receive uh, teaching from this. So let's look at Galatians chapter four verses one through seven. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different than a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set for uh, his father uh, by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. Paul is laying out this um, this this picture for us as as underneath a guardianship, and the the guard the guardianship for the Jews was the law. The guardianship of uh, these uh, the future heirs would be the law, and it was over the top of it was oppressive to those who were underneath it. But look at this in verse four. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent His Son forth. His fourth, his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Now, it was important. He was born of a woman, a virgin woman. We know is Mary. 
really a girl, uh, under the law. So he was born under the, um, the standing of the Jewish law, which is important to redeem those who were under the law. He had to become like them to, to, um, to redeem uh, them so that we might receive adoption as, as sons. Remember, the, Paul tells us when we were away from God, we were enemies of God. We were under the wrath of God. But now because of Jesus Christ, we get the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. No longer will we have to wait as under the law for um, our inheritance. But now because of because we're in Jesus Christ, those of us who have have, have uh, come under his authority as, as Savior and Lord in our lives, and he has provided salvation for us. He drew us to him, and then he provided salvation for us. Now we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. The purpose of the cross was to bring us together. Sin tore us apart under Adam. We know, we know in Romans chapter 5, under the first Adam, sin came into the world, and because of that, all men were guilty. And under the second Adam, Jesus Christ, because of the price he paid, now um, um, freedom is available, salvation is available, redemption is available. All of these things are available in Christ, not in church, not in a relationship with your pastor, but um, not even a relationship with the Bible not just knowing scripture, but in a relationship with Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, John 1, 1 and John 1, 14, the word of God that became flesh. Let's look at Acts chapter 15 and look at what, what Paul says in Acts chapter 15 about what, what Jesus accomplished. Acts chapter 15, verses 12, um, 12 through 18, 12 through 18. It says, and all the assembly fell silent, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul. Barnabas and Paul just had returned, come back to the uh, Jerusalem council, and was, were talking to them as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among who? Among the Gentiles. This was forbidden. This was this was new territory. This was something that was crazy. And, and Paul and Barnabas literally had to come back. Uh, with the help of Peter, to talk to the council and explain to them the signs and the wonders that God was doing in the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, now again, James, this is the brother of Jesus, who on, on at least a couple occasions when Jesus was alive, he and Mary and the rest of the family tried to get Jesus to come out of houses where he was preaching because they thought they were, he was a little crazy. Even Mary wasn't sure what was going on. She kept things in her heart, but they were coming to try to get Jesus to come home. And James wasn't a believer. But we know in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that God, um, or Jesus, revealed himself um, in a post-resurrection appearance to James. Paul tells us about it in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 9. And we see that God revealed himself, Jesus Christ, uh, who God revealed himself to his brother to James. And because of that, James is a radically changed figure, as is Saul to Paul. And those are two um, two amazing proofs, I believe, of the resurrection. James replied, he stands and replied, brothers, listen to me. Uh, Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. Simeon um, uh, being uh, Simon here, God, uh, remember in first, uh, or in Acts chapter 10, he goes into to, to the house of Cornelius and ministers. And later on, we see Paul and Barnabas and what they're doing. And with these words, 
of the prophet agree, just as it is written, after this I will return, I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen, I will build its ruins, and I will restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord, and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes things these things known from the old. The Gentiles coming to the body of Christ should not have been a surprise to them because here we have it in prophecy that God would rebuild the tent of David and and uh, and that David's kingdom, David's throne would never go away. And who is sitting on that throne but Jesus Christ? And he rebuilds it. And when he rebuilds it, he also brings in the Gentiles. And this was prophesied many, many years before Jesus came. So what's the purpose of the cross? The purpose of the cross is to bring Gentiles and Jews together. The purpose of the cross is to create this new body of believers. The purpose of the cross is to create the church. Jesus died to create the church. Now, go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 through 29. Paul says this, For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. It's not just washing It's not just going under the water and coming up wet. It's going under the water, dying with Christ, coming out, and we put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. Listen to this. In a Jewish world, this would have not been spoken. And and remember, Saul was studying to be a rabbi. He was high up in his class. He was beyond everybody, and he was studying to be a rabbi. He was a Pharisee. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews, all those things. And he says there's no male or female. Wow. Remember, one of the rabbis uh, had spoken, it's better to burn the Torah than to teach it to a woman. And Paul would have felt the same way. Paul would have been trained the same way. But under Jesus Christ and because of the influence of the Holy Spirit in his life and the fact that he had met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he now says there's no male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Remember, Uh, God makes a promise to Abraham, I'm going to make you uh, the father of many nations. And he's bringing that together. And and Paul says this is a fulfillment of that Genesis promise that came to Abraham, that he would build his nation, the mighty nations, nations coming together. Now turn back to or turn a page over to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. We continue with uh, the purposes of the cross, and uh, and there, I believe, are many. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 15 and 16. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but underline this next line, but a new creation. So neither being a Gentile or a Jew, neither being part of of the, the, the nation of Israel or not being part of Israel, the, neither one of those matter now. What matters is a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, this new rule, peace and mercy be unto them and upon the Israel of God. Not the nation of Israel, but the Israel of God as God creates this beautiful new group of people because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We are the Israel of God. God purpose in having Jesus die for us was not just to 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 clean the slate clean and leave us at 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 uh, at stage one right we're clean from our sin now what no 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 uh, remember that Jesus died to do more than just cleanse our sin he died he lived a righteous life so that we would have that to place at the feet of God as well. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. If I'm speaking fast, it's because I'm just flat out enjoying 
um, teaching to you tonight. Um, it's actually in the evening when I'm taping this. I kind of gave that away, didn't I? Look at what he says, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you, all of us as believers, all of us that have, have, have built our, our life on the foundation of Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, but you are a chosen race, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, and that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous lights. What's the purpose? Is to create this mighty nation. And what's the purpose of that mighty nation? To proclaim his excellency and his mercy and to proclaim this kingdom of God. See, that's what got Paul in trouble. Paul was fine until he mentioned the cross. That's why the Judaizers didn't want to mention the cross. They didn't want the persecution. So what did they try to do? They tried to get the Gentiles to be circumcised. They tried to, to show, show that as they were working for the kingdom, and they were not. They were working against Paul and against the kingdom and against the teaching, and that's why Paul had to come out against the Judaizers because they were teaching um, in opposition to what his teaching was. And what was his teaching? It was the centrality of the cross. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I need to bring this to a conclusion and land this thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, here is that word again, a new creation, brand new, brand new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He didn't just reconcile us to himself. But then he in turn gave us the ministry of reconciliation for what has been done in us, we proclaim to others. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. The Holy Spirit living in us uh, makes its appeal through us to others. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. This is what's missing in the church Today, this passion to see people reconciled to God, not just come to church, but to be reconciled to God for there is an eternal reward or an eternal punishment. There are two things uh, available. There is not just you're dead, you're dead. I'm sorry, it isn't true. The Bible doesn't teach that there is an eternal reward or an eternal punishment. And we need to begin to implore people, not by beating them up, but by sharing with them what God has done in our lives and our testimony becomes this open door so that we can share with others. Look at verse 21. One of my favorite verses in all of the scripture. For our sake, he made him, God made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, Jesus just didn't come and die and cleanse us because he would have left it like an empty house. And then we would have went right back to our sin. No, Jesus came and lived a sinless life so that when he cleansed us of our sin because of his death and resurrection, we are not only uh, at peace with God, but now we have the righteousness of Christ to present to God because he gave that to us. So we're not only forgiven, we're righteous. What happened? Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross. And because he died on the cross, our sins are taken care of. And because he rose from the dead, that shows that God accepted Jesus' sacrifice. And Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, Now because of that, there is therefore no condemnation for you and I and for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's good news. 
That's great news. And that's news that the world needs to hear. That there's a God that's not mad at them, but madly in love with them and proved it by sending his son Jesus to die for them. Let me land this thing by praying for us. Numbers chapter 6, 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you till we talk again.